Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a food blogger with probably one of the best titles for a blog I've ever heard ever. Her blog is called A Foodie with a Booty. How amazing, right? My guest today is Carly Levito. What was the inspiration behind creating a blog of your own? So when I wanted to create a blog for my own, I've, I've been a writer forever. So that was like kind of my first form of real communication. I think ever since I was a little kid, I understood things first with my hands and then with my mind through writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, I've always loved writing. I've always wanted a way of communicating, of kind of documenting my life. And so when I started um, a blog, I, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to be original, but... I was a little nervous, so I just started sharing recipes at first, and then as it started to grow a following and I started to be able to connect with people, I started to realize that I could really communicate the things that I'm going through in my life, especially as a college student and someone who's in a bunch of different industries and trying to start her own business. It all kind of just accumulated into this beautiful community, so I feel really lucky that I can share more than just um like recipes and fitness on there now but that's definitely how it started yeah oh I love it have you always had a passion for food and like healthy eating yeah for sure I think especially food not even just healthy eating in general but for me that's kind of how a lot circulated in my family we always would have these beautiful dinner parties and do a lot that just surrounded food whenever we loved someone we would bake for them whenever we showed up to a house we would never go empty-handed we had to bake something we had to bring it over for our teachers for like teacher appreciation day we would bake them cookies Mm -hmm. so it was always a thing and then um as I got older I just started to I I used to hate cooking that's like a fun fact I absolutely hated cooking when I was little I liked baking but I didn't like that you had to measure things so Uh. mad at me and then I found out through um when I found out I had a bit of a gluten intolerance I realized that you don't really have to measure much when you're baking with gluten-free things because you kind of just have to put it in until it seems like you have the right consistency going. So Mm -hmm. that's why I ended up really liking it. And then um, I just started sharing the recipes that way. Yes. So as I mentioned before we started recording, I'm obsessed with your blog title, A Foodie with a Booty. I just think it's practice. I think it's, I just think it's genius. So how did you come up with the name or that name? Well, to be totally honest with you, I used to really like the rapper, A Boogie with a Hoodie. <laughs> and um, I also was, I was really embarrassed to create my own page on social media, which now I really, I'm so grateful for the community we've built and for um, all it's brought me and, and how it's really just made its way into my career goals. But I was embarrassed and I needed like some sort of a pen name mm-hmm. so that people didn't know that I was the person behind the account at first. And mm-hmm. then um, just the more I started to share and the more I started to become comfortable with posting, I started to share that it was me and like put my name in my bio and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was more of just like a secret pen name at first because mm-hmm. I wanted to make it. I knew that this was something that I wanted to turn into a health and wellness brand eventually. So I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to decide right now on like what my company name is going to be in like however many years? So I just wanted it to be fun and simple and attractive and ridiculous. So, yeah. that's what I'm- so it started off as like a, 
and it, when you said you wanted it to be anonymous at first, it reminded me of like one of those like ask Nancy or ask you know one of those type of things at first. Yeah, it definitely was. I think I I mean the name of Food with the Booty, of course, brings you back to like food and wellness and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and that something I really really wanted to do was help young girls especially but people of all different backgrounds all different representations try to find a way to um just like live a happy happier and healthier lifestyle yeah so um that's kind of why the food and fitness thing was the beginning phases of my page it was just a lot of recipes a lot of like healthy versions of things or quick workouts you could do at home um yeah what do you love most about blogging? I love that it's like a diary that other people can relate to because mm-hmm. I've I've kept journals my entire life. I write everything down. My friends make fun of me because like we'll be walking and they'll say something really profound and I'll be like, "Wait, can you say that again? I need to write it down." I write everything. So the fact that I get to share little I don't know, like coming of age moments almost or these little realizations or thoughts or things that I'm I'm learning still questions that I have the fact that I kind of get to just like put all of those somewhere and that people get to find themselves through those relate to those talk to me about the things that they're going through it's like all of a sudden you you realize that the thoughts that you're having in your head or the things that might make you feel isolated or alone are not isolating at all like yeah. a lot of people are going through what you're going through mm-hmm. and especially now more than ever people are sharing more and opening up more on the internet for sure yeah that's a big thing. Yeah. What are some of your favorite foods that, no, your favorite recipes. Let me rephrase that. I wrote the question kind of weird. Uh, that are, that you have featured on either your Instagram or foodie with a booty. Oh my gosh. Well, during COVID, that's kind of when I started the page in general. Mm-hmm. And I, I started posting recipes also because I was selling healthy versions of baked goods in my hometown. Cause I was bored as hell. I was in college, but we were on Zoom, so I wasn't paying attention to anything. Yeah. And something to do and, like, a couple extra bucks. So I started – and I knew everybody was home in their houses making, like, banana bread and stuff, right? Yeah. So I can make healthy banana bread with no sugar, and it's gluten-free. So let's see if the moms in my town want that. (laughs) Went and I posted it on Facebook, and all of a sudden people were like – this is the best gluten-free banana bread I've ever had. Like, how did you do this? And I, I just, like, threw things together. Like, I told you, I don't like measuring anything. I don't mm-hmm. like – I was making creations. So when that started to get big, that was, like, a cult following in my town during COVID. It was very funny. Cool. I would sell many loaves of banana bread a week. So the chocolate chip gluten-free vegan banana bread is my all-time favorite recipe on there for sure. Ooh, I love how you said the moms. I think that's funny. <laughs> you know the suburban moms love some banana bread for sure yeah but you know especially the the suburban moms who are like all natural all like holistic health moms (laughs) you see those all over social media and it's like we all know you sit in bed and eat a tub of ice cream at uh you know two in the morning after your kids go to bed with your glass of red wine let's be real (laughs) oh yeah have you always been a fan of reality TV? Hmm. Actually, no. I've always hated reality TV. Oh. Did you always picture yourself on a reality TV show? No, but to be fully honest with you, when I was little, I would see 
the people on the reality TV shows and be like, I could do that. They're just acting. They're just pretending. Like, I always had this little skepticism that it was all fake. So, um, I think that made me dislike it a little bit growing up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like people still think of some reality TV shows as being fake. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of it is planned. A lot of it has been, like, plotted out, but... Kardashians. For the, for the storyline, you know? Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kris Jenner works real hard, and I will say that. She's a brilliant woman. Oh, yeah, that's what everyone has said. Kris Jenner is a PR mastermind. Oh, yeah, she is. I could learn a lesson or two from her. Oh, yeah. What was the highlight of your experience on wrong-distance relationship? I actually think... This is a funny answer, but... For me, the the highlight of my experience on that show was being able to learn so much about the aspects of production. I go to NYU for acting. Um, I want to direct and write my own stuff as well or write stuff that other people get to act in. And I think I didn't know just how much went into the, the setup and I got so much more appreciation for the people who work behind the scenes on set from like holding the boom to editing like every all the magic happens in editing which Mm -hmm. I didn't know before filming that experience and so like you would say things or you would film hours and hours of content and it would get all squished down into like this three to six minute thing yeah and that was pretty incredible to watch and yeah yeah it's kind of cool like you know now I'm sure you probably don't even look at reality tv the same way you used to Oh, totally not. Yeah. I think it's really, really special to be able to watch stuff now. Afterwards, that's when I got into reality TV, actually, was after Wrong Distance. I started to watch The Circle and Love Island, and I was like, I know exactly what's going on now. Mm -hmm. Do you watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation? No, but everyone tells me I would like Jersey Shore. You would love it. I I look at it for comedy. I think they're some of the funniest people ever. And people that join reality tv are people who are looking to get their start in something like comedy and stuff like that so these people are brilliant and and they're they're just on these tv shows to kind of showcase that and i think that's pretty cool yeah like paulie d yeah he has his dj side but he's also really funny so he like lives the best of both worlds he gets to show his comedy on tv and then go dj and you know in a club and dance around for and they're just ridiculous people, too. Like, I think that the plot lines are so ridiculous and fun. Oh, yeah. I get I watch it for pure joy. People look at me like I'm crazy for loving it, but I look at it for something, you know. You have your guilty pleasures, for sure. Mm-hmm. That and Teen Mom, I love. Do you watch Teen Mom? No, but that's so funny. Oh, my gosh, I love that. That's what you watch. I just watch Sex in the City, like, on repeat. I, I think I'm, like, my third round into watching the full thing. Yeah. So I've sure. never seen Sex in the City. I mean, my parents have seen the movies, but I've never seen the show. Okay, you need to watch the show because it's it's just gold. Like, I think it's so fun. And especially for, like, being a young person, like, looking at going into your 20s and all of that or being in your 20s, it's just such a... I don't know. It's It's so fun. I really love it. Especially the fact that you live in New York and it takes place in New York. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. I mean, I walk past... Um, this cupcake shop every day that Miranda and Carrie have some scenes in front of it. I'm always like, oh, I'm living in a movie. (laughs) That's how I feel every time I'm in New York City. I feel like I'm in a movie. Yeah, it's very special. That and Disney World. I always feel like I'm in a movie when I'm at Disney World. What encouraged you to write a book? Ooh, 
I definitely had a big transition in my life during the pandemic and during like isolation quarantine I had to learn how to establish routines that were going to allow me to feel like I was growing and to be able to just choose a healthy and happy mindset every day because Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of us that became difficult during the pandemic and um I will say that even though we were in a very different place those few months than we are now and we're able to do things again and get ourselves back out there Mm -hmm. I still practice the routines that I had established during that time I every single day and they really really changed my life and changed my mindset and so I wanted to be able to write a tutorial I guess in a way that kind of read like poetry and felt very um just open to anyone who wants to be able to to do what I was able to do I I just wanted to to create a guide yeah so that could um transform your mental and physical health in the way that I was able to using these really specific and possibly woo-woo but incredibly tangible and transformative ways yeah I love that what is something you learned during the book creating process that you weren't really expecting to, you know, pick up or like something that came as a surprise to you? Like, oh, you're supposed to do this when you write a book? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think the hardest part of writing the book was releasing the book. Oh. Um, yeah, that that was the biggest aha moment for me because I mean, I'm I'm I love writing and I could rewrite the same thing a million times and have it still not be perfect. So I kind of went into the process of writing the book, knowing that and knowing Mm -hmm. that I was going to be able to look at the same chapter or the same page, even a million times and, and just keep changing things or narrowing it down or making things more concise. And so that was fine. That was a really beautiful process and something that I think if I, or when I write another thing, I will be able to know going into it. But I still don't think it's going to be easy to release it. Mm-hmm. Because you have, it's like your baby, right? Like, I, I mean, it really was like a baby. I worked on that thing for nine months straight. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you have to, like, let go of the control that you had and yeah. just be like, okay, be free, do your thing. And, and trust that it's, like, all the work that you've put into it is worth something. And yeah. that's the scariest part. Oh, 100%. That's how I feel about releasing this and, like, releasing all my other episodes. I mean, I've released a lot, but, like, I I know know what you mean in terms of, like, having it be, like, your little thing. And now it's like, okay, now it's out in the world. I think think it's really special, though, because it's a reminder that you care a lot about something and that you Mm -hmm. care so much that you want it to do well and that it's almost scary to release something. I feel like it would be, like, publishing, like, your diary almost because Mm -hmm. you get love so much and feels so close and genuine to you it's scary to show it to other people and be like do you think this is as good as I think it is or is it just good because I like it so much yeah totally do you have any phobias of anything (laughs) um I don't know I think there there's many like avenues that I could answer this on so like a funny one I guess would be I I think dragonflies are super cool but if they come near me I freak out I'm not a fan um 
heights is like a, a new thing that I'm scared of and I don't know why because I, I moved back to New York I've never been scared of heights before and then I moved back to New York and I was standing by a window and I freaked out I was like oh my god I'm up so high this is terrifying you'll never catch me in the rainbow room in New York City I will tell you that right now it's scary it's scary but um on like a more tangible and like business level I would say just the idea of not accomplishing all the things you want to accomplish really freaks me out because mm-hmm. we're young and we have a lot of time but it's easy when you're young and do have a lot of time to think that you have no time at all and you have to do everything all at once mm-hmm. and so that's something I'm actively trying to teach myself and remind myself lately yeah totally so when it comes to food in New York City where is your go-to westerly or Trader Joe's Trader Joe's always I've I need to go get chocolate chip cookies at Trader Joe's. I kind of... The big tubs. The best. Always. They're the best. What is your zodiac sign? I am a Cancer with a Cancer rising and a Pisces moon. I never know how to figure out the rising and the moon thing. I'm still trying to figure that out. You know what your sign is? Leo. You know your rising and moon signs? No. You gotta figure it out and get back to me because I'm so curious, but I love Leo's. When's your birthday? July 23rd. Oh, I'm July 11th. Ah, hey, cool. Are you a fan of the outdoors and being, like, an outdoorsy person? Yes, absolutely. I need to ground myself every day when I'm home. I take a walk on the beach. Uh, I take my shoes off even in the winter when I walk on the beach, too, because I really gotta get that grounding in. And, yeah, I mean, I love it, which is ironic because I'm living downtown in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is polar opposite from the beach. Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that you mentioned heights for your phobia because my next question I literally have written down is, are you afraid of heights? Oh, my gosh. Yes, the answer is yes, but newly I'm trying to get over it because it's random that it even started. Yeah, like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm afraid of heights now. Cool. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm not going to sit by the tall window anymore. (laughs) What's the longest you've gone not speaking or talking to the person that you talk to the most? Ooh. Um, you know what? I I think I talk to my mom the most, definitely. Uh, She's, like, my best friend. But I moved to Paris last year for, uh, like, almost six months, and... I made an effort, sorry mom, to not talk to her as much. So I would go maybe, maybe like three days at most is the most I've ever gone without talking to my mom, which is funny because I don't think I talk to my best friends, my like absolute best, best friend. I don't think I talk to her every day, but um, I never realized that I don't talk, I don't go like a long period of time ever without talking to my mom, maybe like two or three days. Ah, what is your guilty pleasure? my guilty pleasure is eating pressed freezes like you know like the ice cream from pressed juicery maybe you've never heard of it Mm -mm. but they're like this little soft serve ice cream but it's like a healthier version um with like all cookie toppings and chocolate and granola butter and almond butter all over it but specifically I eat it on my couch with a robe on and a big blanket over me with all the lights off in my apartment, like a hermit, and I watch them. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
It's the best. That's my guilty pleasure lately. I love it. Yeah, I do the same thing, but instead of watching Sex in the City, I watch uh, childhood reruns on Disney Plus. Oh, that's awesome. So like Sweet Life, Hannah Montana, all those. All you need is some ice cream and whatever TV show makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. On average, how many hours of sleep do you normally get in a night? I really try to prioritize sleep. I get, I function really well when I'm on like at least seven hours, but I get anywhere from seven to probably nine hours on average. What is, what was your favorite subject in school? English. Ooh. I loved English class. Were you more of the reader or the writer? The writer. I would pretend like I read things. And just, like, pick one part of the book that I paid good attention to and write all about it and write a killer essay. But it would only be on, like, one chunk of the knowledge that I retained. That was me in high school. Yep, me too. And I would always skip English class, too, which is so funny. Um, I would never go. But I would turn in great work. So it, it balanced out pretty well. Yeah. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Ooh, um... Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a really fun one. Um, well, this isn't that fun, but I do write music and a, a lot of poetry. Um, so I guess that would be a fun fact. But another one is that I can clap with one hand. Clap with one hand? How's that possible? I think if I clap with one hand right now, the audio will be able to pick it up. Oh, like um, this. That's cool. Once again, I've been speaking with a foodie with a booty blogger and my new friend, Carly Levito. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with actress Jessie Kirtley.